Okay, welcome everyone. Um, appreciate you making time to join us here on Your Career with a Purpose. Uh, so I'm Simon Valentine. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about myself in a moment. What I just wanted to firstly do is to check that my audio is okay and you can hear me fine. Uh, and then we can go into some live Q&A questions. So just go ahead and just drop a comment in the chat just to check that the audio is working fine. And um, once I get a couple of yeses in there, I'll be able to um, get underway. Okay, super. Okay, it's uh, working fine for Jamie there, which is fantastic. Super, so we'll um, jump, jump in in a, in a second. Uh, we've got uh, some people who want to ask some specific questions and hopefully we can help them out and, and maybe even help um, them go through their social profile, whether it be their LinkedIn profile resume uh, and help them today. Uh, so as I mentioned, um, I'm Simon Valentine. So I've been in the recruitment industry for over 20 years now. Um, and in, in reality, I've kind of, um, either indirectly or directly uh, influenced uh, people getting a new job um, across a quarter of a million people uh, across a number of different industries and, and markets. So I've um, personally uh, lived in New Zealand, uh, then lived in England, Singapore, uh, and now in Switzerland. And I've worked for a number of different uh, large organizations, hiring anywhere from a couple of hundred a year through to um, 30,000 people a year uh, in, the, in the teams that I've led. So um, I just wanted to kind of give you some context as to you know, why I'm doing this. You know, since sort of COVID started, I wanted to really get out there and, and start to um, share my uh, perspective on, on the job market, help as many people as possible, um, and so that is the intent of, of, of setting this group up, uh, and I'll start doing more and more of these lives um, each week. Um, now, I believe I've got a question, um, Diana, uh, through from Jay. Jay, I'm going to add you to the live stream, and let's just see if we can get you on. Um, Jay. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Hi, Jay. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Hey, Simon, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm very good, thank you. I'm going to throw my uh, video on as well. If you're, if you're video enabled, uh, please put your video on. Sure. Okay, hello. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> hello. <Thanks. laughs> hello. Yeah, I actually have three questions here. Um, yeah, the first one is, how do you change career, you know, without starting all over again? Yeah, well, look, Jay, it depends on what industry you're in and, and, and what skill sets you've, you've learned over the last number of years. Um, but maybe you can just give me a little bit of context. What, what, what is your background? Where are you based? Um, just give me a little bit of context and I can then... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, from the Philippines, I'm okay. working as a virtual assistant slash customer service. And that is something the most common job here in the Philippines, but I really, really want, you know, to be a graphic artist, which is, that's really my dream job. So me, I really don't want to start all over again, but I don't know how that, but yeah, that's my question. 
Yeah. yeah. So, so, look, so, so from, from my perspective, I think well, I, I get asked this question a lot, Morgan, and it's, and it's, you know, how do I make sure that I'm putting bread on the table, you know, going out and earning, but then how do I sort of transition into that sort of passion um, or, or, or what I'm wanting to do? And the way, the way I kind of look at it is if you can take that discretionary time that you have. Um, so I imagine, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of time on social media, watching Netflix and all the rest of it. And if you were to genuinely sit down and look at your week and kind of replace those um, sort of times where it might be wasted, you could say it's wasted if it's social media and, and, and Netflix and, and the likes, and replace that with, you know, the time that you want on your, on your passion. So if you're wanting to do design, for example, um, what, what I would do is obviously continue to earn the money that you're earning um, in the skill set that you've created, but go out and learn. So instead of going and watching Netflix, maybe next time you sit down and go, okay, actually, I'm just going to go on to YouTube and I'm going to start learning on, on how, to, how to do this. Start following the best people in that um, specific area and just start getting in the mindset of, of those individuals. Start learning and then um, get the opportunity. And people then say, well, how, how am I going to get an opportunity? Well, the first way is to approach people and say, I'll do it for free, right? So you learn the skill. You then say, well, actually, I'm just going to do it for free. There's not many people out there that will, um, and I know myself, if someone comes to me and say, I'm going to do some design work for you for free, I'll take them up on it, right? Whether I use it or not is dependent on, on the quality of, of what they produce, but I'll at least do that. So I think that's a really great way to start. And then what happens is you start to uh, gain momentum. You haven't got that uncertainty because of your, your current job. You then have the ability to transition into something you love. And eventually, it will uh, tip over, right? A few of those people that you're doing free work for might end up paying a bit, a bit of money for it. Um, and then eventually, what you want is to transition into that, um, that, that new career. So that would be my uh, advice on that one. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. Yeah, I'll take note with that. And yeah, I'm going to replace all the series of Netflix by watching and learning since we have the resources like, you know, the best internet. So yeah, thank you so much for that, Simon. I do really appreciate it. No problem. And is there anything else I can help you with? You, your your um, social profiles or anything like that? Is there anything else I can help you with? Um, For now, um, not, um, one more here. So yeah, I'm gonna question. I'm gonna ask you later. All right. Okay. I'm gonna. Sure. Leave Jay, thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate, Appreciate the question. It. Thank you. Thank you. Great. That was a great question from Jay, and it's a it's a common one. You know, in reality, um, there's a lot out there on social media around people um, following their passion and and really. Um, chasing after their dreams and all the rest of it but at the end of the day you've got to earn money you've got to earn money uh to provide for those loved ones uh, so that's the first thing that you kind of need to focus in on uh and then you create something that that supersedes it so diana have we got any um any further questions coming through yeah. diana i'll just pop you into yeah, the screen Okay. Yeah. Well, um, there's a, another question here from someone, and the question is, if I'm happy with what I'm doing, but I don't like the people I 
I work for, should I look for another company? Although my company has the best pay plan. Yeah, this is this is a real this is a real difficult one because it, it's inherent in the individual's values, right? So, if your if your values and your purpose and and your uh, meaning for life isn't aligned to um, what you're doing, uh, then yeah, I mean it it, it can grate at people. Um, would I say to the individual? quit today and then go out and follow your, your dream and your passion. As I said to Jay, it, it, that's not, that's not something that many people can do today because you're putting your, your then your livelihood and your family at risk by doing that. So it's, it's really a case of trying to uh, uh, identify uh, another organization that actually matches that. And I think, you know, I get asked a lot, how, how do you sort of start that job search? Um, and, I think the best thing to do is to actually just sit down with a pen and paper and write down exactly what you're about. You know, what, what, what makes you tick, what makes you get out of bed in the morning. And once you write that down, you can then start to say, what are the non-negotiables? So there's certain things that I believe in um, that uh, I'm passionate about, but there's certain things that I would never want to do, right? There's certain organizations I wouldn't want to work for. And once you write those down and then you start to create a search based upon that, um, you'll start to identify organizations that are you know, aligned to environmentally friendly, sustainable, whatever it might be that you're looking for. And then you have to try and work out how you can um, get into that organization. And as I mentioned to Jay mm -hmm. earlier, it, you, know, you might want to do some free work for that organization. There might be uh, an opportunity to do some temp work um, it, there might be an opportunity to actually start at the very bottom of the um, the ladder with that organization, knowing that you actually want to end up being maybe a designer or whatever it might be in that organization. So that would, that would be kind of uh, my advice. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't leave that organization in a hurry, but I would um, create a really robust search, try and find a job that's aligned to my values. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if that person who asked this question um, really likes the company that he is working for, he thinks that he is learning from it, he is developing his skills with it, um, but he doesn't really like working with the people around him. Does It's not necessarily the people above him, like the managers or supervisors or his boss, but uh, maybe people from his team who doesn't really um go along with him or he doesn't go along with um do you think it's still uh better to 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 find out if he should stay in that company or he should look for that uh another organization or company he wants he should work with yeah uh, once again it's sort of a, a difficult kind of question because it's all uh, a, a, once again aligned to your own values but mm -hmm. the the thing, the way that I look at it is when you go out into the world, um, you're not going to like everyone that you interact with, no matter where you are, right? Um, it's very mm -hmm. rare that you go into a situation in life where you actually um, don't have any uh, people that you don't get on with, right? There's always someone. So so every working uh, scenario I've been in in any organization I work for, you don't have to get along with absolutely everyone. What I um, what I advocate for is try and spend 
as much time with those that you enjoy and get the most out of. So, you know, if you're having positive interactions with people, then you're, um, it lifts your mood, it lifts everything about you. So yeah. for that specific example, if I was in that group and there was a group of 10 people and there were two people that really kind of uh, brought me down or, or, or brought me into a place that I didn't feel uh, safe or happy about, then I would really um, focus in on spending time with the other eight. Um, and it's, it's not a case of um, purposely neglecting or, or uh, avoiding those individuals, but if you prioritize your time to be with, with the other people, your positivity will be lifted. And then also just be super grateful uh, and humble and actually try and be nice around those other people. It'll rub off. It'll rub off eventually, um, and maybe those people will soften. So that would be my advice. Yeah, that that's actually great advice. Thank you. <laughs> um, there's another question here that is kind of similar to the to that previous question, but mm -hmm. um, you might as well want to answer it. Um, uh, he is asking, "What do you do when you're stuck in a plateau and you want to move up, but that the next position is a manager?" which is your boss or your mentor. So he wants yeah. to move up, but th the next position he can take is his boss's <laughs> position. So <laughs> what does he do? That's a typical one, but, but look, you know, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I've hired a, a bunch of people throughout my career. And if I, if I hire someone into my team that I don't think can do my job, um, I've probably underhired, right? So I, I genuinely want every single person who is a direct report of me to um, be able to have the ability to move into my job. So that's the first thing. So hopefully um, the manager of that individual will, will, will be thinking in, in the same way. And I even think down to the next level. So skip level. So people who may have um, in larger teams reported to my direct reports, I'll make sure that I have some sort of say or, or, or some involvement in the interview process because I want to make sure that that person might be ready in two to three years time. Um, but for that specific question, most organizations, it doesn't matter whether they're a large organization or a small one, there's some form of succession plan, right? So I'm a manager, I might have five people reporting through to me. Um, I would have gone through in my mind and actually in a, in a structured organization, actually in a formal process, I would have gone through a succession plan for all five of those individuals. So I said, okay, Johnny's over here. Johnny's managing this portfolio of, of work. Um, if Johnny was to resign tomorrow, uh, they've got 30 days notice, what, are, what am I going to do? Am I going to get a temp in? Am I going to get someone else from the team to manage two portfolios at the same time? Um, am I going to hire someone external? Am I going to move internal? Um, and one of the natural things will be is, okay, in Johnny's team, who's reporting to Johnny? So who, who would I elevate into that position. So you need to be on that list. That's number one. And you don't want to be just on uh, Johnny's succession plan. You want to be on the succession plan of the other four individuals in that team. And the only way you um, you get on the radar of those other teams is to make sure that you're putting your hand up for projects, you're doing uh, the extra work, you're doing the overtime, all of those things. So so think about your broader network in the organization. Don't just think about the team you're in at the moment, because if you think about just going to the manager above you, then you're going to um, you're going to be limited, right? That's just one opportunity. 
Now, there's four other opportunities in the example I just gave. Get engaged with those teams. And also, sometimes, if that person's going to be around for 20 years, you know, it might be, might be tough to move into that role. So you might want to do a, a, a transition, which is a, just a, a lateral tran transition across to another team. But then you get broader skills. And those broader skills, that means you become on the succession plans of even more roles. So, so that would be my advice for that one. Okay. Thank you. Um, there's another question from the Facebook group uh, okay. from Jamie. It says, uh, if we are in a partnership with a person who is willing to work for free with us, is it good to have a contract documents about this or other? Yeah, it, 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 it depends on um, it depends on the uh, engagement. Um, typically, if it's for mutual benefit, um, meaning that the individual is going to get um, something out of it and you're going to, um, and there's no major overlap. So like, I, I imagine this question is in related to um, sort of business as, as, uh, as such, as opposed to um, an employment kind of related question. And if that's the case, then I would um, I, I, I would go with a lot of lot of trust. I mean, once you start to get into um, you know engagements where there's um, percentage of earnings, all that type of thing, you definitely need to get legal advice, and you and you want to do that. But if you're just um, engaging with another organization or another individual around promotion of your products or or promotion of your services and so forth then I, I would go with um, uh, trust on both sides because it would be detrimental to, to both of you if you were to, um, you know, uh, do anything for um, untoward to the other person. Okay. Good. Thank so, Jamie, <laughs> I, I hope that answers your question. If it didn't answer your question, um, please drop a note in the comments. Yeah, yeah just leave a comment on on um, the live video. So uh, another question from uh, Jason, it also, it's also coming from the group. He says uh, he's a full-time employee and he's currently working from home because of the pandemic. So he would like to um, work from home like permanently. So he wants to stay that way. So he's asking if you have, you have any tips for um, kickstarting work from home kind of situation. Yeah, so there's there's, there's two parts to this. So there's the, the the first one. What's happening to um, the 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 job market now? There is uh, some staggering statistics out there at the moment. Um, you know, they need to be validated somewhat. But over the next two years they believe that there are going to be anywhere between um, sort of 50 to 200 million people lose their jobs. Um, but they are primarily associated with changes in behavior of, of uh, people. So they're going to need to be replaced in some shape or form, right? So if you take the aviation industry, um, you know, that the current kind of um, uh, numbers out there is that the aviation industry won't bounce back um, to its original state. So what will that mean? That will mean some airlines will no longer exist. That will mean that um, some of the jobs within those airlines won't exist. Uh, and 
those individuals are going to have to transition. So you get a whole bunch of customer service agents that are, were face-to-face -face doing ticketing for, for airports and airlines and the likes. They're going to need to transition. But what you're starting to see is you're starting to see organizations realizing that actually we're being forced into the situation of virtual. Uh, and being forced into a situation of virtual means that they're kind of going, well, actually, we've got five offices in a given city. Um, maybe we only need one. So it's a case that they are starting to think about um, completely virtual, uh, smart working, and then sort of um, uh, a, a, an element of actually some people need to be face-to-face -face, uh, and, and some need to be smart. And, and smart working, for those who, who don't know what it is, is, is really more a case of uh, a hybrid. So you might come into, uh, you might have an, an office job, you come in five days a week, uh, in the future, you may come in twice a week, right? And if you manage your organization in a way where actually, uh, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go in the office, and then uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, Diana does, and we both work from home on a Friday, we can leverage the yeah. same space. Um, and so what that means is actually organizations are going uh, virtual. So, um, you know, Jason, if, if, if the question is kind of, what can you do? Firstly, I would target the organizations that are going completely virtual. So, you know, Twitter have come out and said that. Um, you know, Facebook and Google have said, we're, we're not going to put people back in the office till the end of the year. And that, they're in the background assessing whether they're going to need these big offices that they've had in the past. Um, and the technologies are, are, are coming thick and fast. You know, we're on StreamYard right now. Uh, we're streaming right through to our uh, Facebook group. Um, this technology did not exist um, 12 months ago. The, the organization itself, right, it, it didn't even exist. And StreamYard are, are now hiring a whole bunch of people because they uh, need to uh, uh, create um, their products and they've got demand from, from customers. So chase the organizations that are going virtual. And then <clears throat> for you at home specifically, I would really um, uh, start to think about what I said to Jay earlier. Think about what your passions are, what, what you want to start to focus in on, and really immerse yourself in getting educated on those. Um, start getting yourself out onto platforms like you know, Upwork and, and, and other platforms where you can start to sell your services to people um, who are now uh, going out and, and clients are out there. People who had a, had a storefront are now needing to go online. And they're going to places like Upwork uh, posting jobs, trying to get people who are virtual, who are designers, who are social media experts, whatever it might be, in order to amplify their business. So there's huge opportunities out there. Um, and happy to talk more about that one if you if you want to jump online and, and, and speak to me. Yeah, and I think because um, he said that he works in the BPO industry and he's doing training and development. So I think if um, the, if he tries to find uh, online jobs and he doesn't see anything that fits his uh, qualifications or, or his skills, he can he, he can always learn new skill sets, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's no excuse for learning these days. I mean, there, there's the there is a reason why YouTube search with the words how to are the most popular in the world. 
how how yeah. to your designer, how to whatever it might be, right? So 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 the 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 education and the learning is out there. You just need to be willing to go out there and do it, for sure. Yeah. Good. I see some other questions coming through um, the the chat as well, Diana. Yeah, we have a question from Lyra. Uh, she is working as an ESL teacher in Vietnam. So I'm just going to read her her comment. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. uh, she says, I'm currently working as an ESL teacher in Vietnam. And, and since I only work at night during the weekdays, I want to do side a, a side hustle since I have a lot of free time. I tried applying on Upwork and other platforms. However, it's a bit hard to get a client. What can you advise to an aspiring freelancer? So I'm just trying to work out the, the, the question itself. So I tried applying on Upwork and other platforms, however, but hard to. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so so a, a, as a as a freelancer, I mean, what what you need to do is just listen to um, what I just said over the last sort of 10 minutes or so. Really identify what you're, what you're good at and what you're passionate uh, about. Because typically if you're passionate about something and you're very, um, very interested and you can't stop thinking about a certain thing, you then become obsessed about learning it. Uh, and typically people people start to create a skill set around it not always but but um, if you back yourself you you, you will create the skills um, to, to, to learn that thing that you're passionate about and then and then you really need to um, as opposed to kind of going okay I've got these skills I need to go and offer them go and actually identify what organizations are actually needing people to begin with or even small businesses, right? So, so when I, when I think about the Upwork piece, um, <clears throat> you've got a whole bunch of brick and mortar uh, organizations. So these are stores that were on high streets and, and kind of out there that employed maybe half a dozen people. They are suddenly now having to take their <clears throat> their products or whatever is online. So you might be a <clears throat> organic um, vegetable producer. You have half a dozen people. Um, people now can't come and visit you uh, because of the pandemic or, or haven't been able to previously. <clears throat> so you now think, okay, I need to go online. Okay, I need to go and create a um, website. I then need to create the ability to um, for people to purchase my product. I then need to be able to deliver those products. So then you just think about all of the different aspects of of that supply chain in order to get that organic uh, vegetable into someone's house. They're gonna need a web designer. They're gonna need someone um, to um, uh, you know, manage all of their products. They might even need a virtual accountant to manage all of this uh, all online. They're going to uh, need a driver uh, or a partnership with an organization that can deliver that, that food. <clears throat> and so, Think about where you can insert yourself into that supply chain um, because there's there's ample opportunity and it is going to happen over the next 18 months. What I just described to you is going to grow exponentially. You only need to look at um, Shopify's uh, share price and um, Shopify um, you know, engagement rate and, 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 and uh, adoption of users. 
the amount of people that are now purchasing online and the people um, who are selling online are, uh, are, are making money. You know, Jeff Bezos, um, Mark Zuckerberg, their personal wealth and value went up billions and billions of dollars over the last few months. And that's because they have um, ultimately a service and a product that people want. Um, and so chase, chase where uh, end users and consumers are going and their work will be there for sure. Hopefully that answers mm -hmm. the question. Yeah. Um, so I, I think uh, Jay is ready to ask another question again. Oh, super. And, and, I, and I do see Kevin in there as well. Um, Kevin, you uh, would need to just make sure that your webcam and, and, your, um, and your microphone is working and we can yeah. uh, jump you into the, um, into the studio. So let me just uh, pop Jay in. Yeah, hey, I'm back, hey. Simon. <laughs> so, um, my second question is, like, um, this save, uh, find a career that will make you happy and you'll never work in your life. But what if, Simon, that um, career doesn't make you enough money to live your everyday life? Will I switch or will you switch? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so, so, your, so your, your question is, do I switch or do I do both? Mm, both, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I, the reason why I said it in that way is because I, I think you really need to make sure that whatever you create, and even if it's, especially for people who, who uh, are of a younger generation, understanding what your purpose is and, and then chasing that dream is, is sometimes a bit daunting because actually you might have like five passions, right? And if you've got five passions, then, um, you know, who am I to tell you which one to go after? Because in reality, it's down to you as an individual. And sometimes you might have to go after two or three of them to actually end up um, knowing. So on a piece of paper, when you write down your, your, your five passions, you might then start to go and learn about them and you start going, oh, actually, that's not for me. I didn't realize that that was what that is. Uh, and, and it doesn't interest me anymore. And you can start to refine exactly what you're interested in. Um, and once you do that, you will then start to work out what you're really passionate about. And if you wake up in the morning and then you start going to a place where you start thinking about that same thing every day, I tell you what, if that is the place you get to with uh, somewhere where you can work or, or, or you're, it's a skill that you can create, um, It'll be very different to going and doing a job that you just getting a paycheck, right? Um, if you can wake up in the morning and you go, gosh, I really, really want to do X, and you then get to go and do it. So in your case, I imagine you're thinking, I'd love to be a designer, right? <laughs> and, and you're thinking about that a lot. Um, you need to then start putting goals in place and just say, look, okay, you know, today I'm going to find the five best uh, designers out there on social media. I am going to follow them and I'm going to start understanding what they're about. I'm then going to start looking at their YouTube content. I'm going to start looking at any of the free stuff that they might be putting out there on online. And I'm going to start learning, learn off the best. And then 
once you start to learn, you might then realize, okay, this is for me or it's not for me. Um, and then the next week, you're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to learn the, the number one skill of a designer. And that, does, that might be 101 design. Okay, and you're going to learn that section of it. And then you're going to just grow and grow and grow. And then eventually, <clears throat> you're going to then say, well, actually, I want to start approaching people. Right? So you might start putting yourself out on Upwork or, 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 or a similar kind of um, freelancer kind of uh, platform. And then you'll put yourself out there. You'll start applying for those types of jobs. Um, and, you know, you, you'll, you'll eventually get there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Simon. I appreciate your advice. Yes, because um, most of the time here in the Philippines, like like our tradition, I'm not saying that all of the people or all the families here that like, for example, your your family wants you to be a doctor, to be a teacher, but that's not really you want, right? Because they said like a graphic artist, what do you, um, how much you're going to get with that? That's the most common that we, um that the families of the Filipino um trying to imply with a young generation. Yeah. But yeah, I do really appreciate your your advice about it. That you know every time I wake up I have to find a purpose. And I should really yeah. think with that. Because you know we only live once and you know you really really got to do um you know to be to find a purpose. So yeah, thank yeah. you with that Simon. And and one one thing I'll just say I think I think you're in one of um one of the greatest places in, on, on earth in, in the Philippines right now. And, and the reason why I say that, I've been, I've been going there for over 15 years. And you saw a lot of organizations transition a lot of their virtual capability to the Philippines, right? And, and the primary reason that organizations did it and the reason why I did it is that the, um, the customer-centric um, uh, nature of the Filipino community is 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 immense. The ability um, to speak um, uh, multiple dialects and also um, the ability to speak um, English across Europe um, and uh, the US, Australia, New Zealand, those types of locations will become extremely important. And what I think people will start to realize is that actually it's not just call centers, it's not just um, some of the customer service components that you can put in all, all um, places like the Philippines. You'll start to go and okay, actually, let's go to you know level two, level three, level four type uh, services. Um, and for you as a designer, people used to go, okay, I'm gonna go and get a designer and then they'll go, okay, I'm gonna meet them face to face and I'm gonna sit down with them and go through this. You eliminate that, then it doesn't really matter. And then the price point becomes great because the currency versus the US dollar or the, or the euro or whatever it might be, it becomes very, very powerful for um, you know the uh, North America and Europe to come to the Philippines and actually get really real value for their, their dollar or their euro. So I think you guys are in an absolute um, great place. Uh, if you were personally to market to someone, I would be chasing uh, the US and and Europe because because nah. your your skill set will be up against someone else in in the US or Europe um, and and you know cost matters right now it absolutely matters and if you've got the same skill set as those other other individuals because the the playing field is now level right 
you, if you've got the same skill set as someone in in Europe and you're uh, ultimately half the price just from a currency conversion perspective, gosh, I know where I'm going to go. Yeah, absolutely. You're in a good space. <laughs> Thank you so much, Simon. I'll take that with okay. that. <laughs> right. Great. Does Jay still have another question or is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he has more questions, maybe he can ask. Jay, yeah. sorry, <laughs> I, I bounced already. I'm, yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna ask my last question. Um, like, when do you know if your career is the right path, you know, that you choose? Like, you know, um, example for us like in the millennials like in the 20s we are on the uh on the moment of struggling what's really the best career that we have so yeah that's that's something that i want to ask if what is the best career that we can choose yeah i mean it's um it comes down to um comes down to fulfillment right so you know 10 years ago i articulated what my purpose was you know and I, I i literally spent weeks and weeks kind of thinking you know i was at a sort of bit of a crossroads in, in in my life and i kind of wrote down um i want to just be the best version of myself enable those around me to be the best versions of themselves right and then i kind of went well what what is what does that what does that mean and, I, and and what it came down to was every interaction i have with another human being I want them to come out away with a positive um, uh, outcome, right? So you and I have an interaction right now. I want you to get the best value. Um, I have extreme uh, knowledge in an area that you're interested in, and I feel it my obligation to provide that to you, and hopefully you're getting value from it, right? Um, but I, I do that in every interaction. So whether it's with my uh, children or with other people, and I think the key thing here is that once you understand what that purpose is, then you just want to do it and it makes it happen, right? The, the reason this uh, Facebook group got created, the reason why I'm here with you right now, is not because um, I put it on a list to do, it's because I want to do it. I actually genuinely want to help people and I get fulfillment from doing it. So, so when I woke up this morning, I was like, great, you know, got the life today. I want to get out there and help as many. And and I didn't care if just one person showed up. As long as I help that one person, then I've 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 done what I want to do, and then I'll I'll, I'll go on with my day. Um. So, for you, if creativity and 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 creating those things are those the things that get you alive? Because if they are, then it's a case of okay, trying to package it up. Now it's always this is the this is the tough one. So some, some people say, well, actually, my passion doesn't really always equate into a career or, or, or a paycheck. Now, I would argue that any, anything could be created into a paycheck in, in reality, um, but you have to be realistic, right? And so some people, and I've done it through my career, you kind of sometimes have to take a job and you say, okay, nine to five, I'm going to do this. It's going to pay my bills, pay my rent, and it's going to be safe, and it's going to be all that. But I tell you what, from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., I'm going to do something else. I mean, I've got a job, and I start in 20 minutes' time, okay? I get paid by someone else, but what have I done between 8 and 9? 
I'm here with you. And so, so you know, you, you choose to do with you want in that discretionary time. And so I think that's the, that's the key thing that you need to be thoughtful of is choose what you do with that discretionary time. And if you fulfill it with um, things that you enjoy um, and you create skills and knowledge and uh, you become good at it, it could supersede what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. So I, I, I'll say something right now, Jay. I, I personally would love to have a conversation with you after, uh, you know, you know, drop um, uh, Diana and myself a, a note afterwards, and I'd love to just have, spend some time with you because I want to I want to take you through that that kind of process for you to actually um, take that design kind of passion and actually just amplify it. And let's just you know uh, see what happens over the next six weeks and see if you can kind of. Um, progress it into something because I, I genuinely think if you are passionate about it it'll happen for sure oh jay we've uh, lost your audio yeah i'm sorry Rita. yeah i said <laughs> uh, thank you so much and no problem. it will be my honor yeah yeah that's my question i make sure i will keep all of those new advice and yeah thank you so much Jay, it's been uh, great to speak to you and um, stay engaged, my friend. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm back. Thank you so much, Jay, for the questions. Um, are you up for one last question? Or yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, uh, um, I've got 15 minutes before I uh, need to check in. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, because uh, right now so a lot of people are getting into the online online job thing because um of what's going on right now right and a lot of them they're they're asking questions um like how uh, or what kind of skills they can learn themselves while they're at home i mean it is it is nearly truly endless now um, apart from, the, <laughs> apart from, apart from the physical piece, um, but I go, I go back to my point earlier. I think, you know, what, what is the reason for learning it in the first place? Um, and and then is there, is there a demand for what you're creating? Um, and look, I uh, I give out a um, a kind of a a free um, exercise, and it's um, it's it's something around uh, this thing called ikigai, uh, you know, and it's a a Japanese way of, of, of living. And what it does is it really um, uh, helps you understand what your purpose is, and it kind of takes you through um, a, a, a process. And there's a um, there's there's a, there's a place uh, called Ikinawa in um, in Japan, uh, and people. It's, it's one of these what they call blue zones and people live uh, to over a hundred years old and they, 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 they live a really fulfilled life. And one of the main reasons is they have a, um, they kind of have a well-rounded life, right? So everything that they do in their life um, is, uh, is aligned to their purpose. Um, and they don't believe in retirement either. So they don't actually ever retire. Uh, they're always kind of, working but working is not not our sense of working it's more a case of they're doing something that fulfills them 
Um, and if you're going to think about what you're you're doing at home, one of the things around Ikigai is that you need to understand what the world wants. So if you think in your heart, what does the world need right now? In my heart, this is what the world needs. There's a whole bunch of people uh, being uh, made redundant. There's a whole bunch of uh, people out of work, uh, you know, searching for, for things and all the rest of it. And I have extreme amount of, of knowledge um, in this area. So that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm now providing that. And so, so if you think about, okay, what does the what does the world need? Um, I gave you some good examples about people transitioning into the virtual world. And if you're wanting to learn anything, anything connected to that virtual life cycle. So you have a consumer at one end of the spectrum, right? What does a consumer need? They need food. Um, they need to be able to uh, have consumer rules because that's reality. So they might need to buy something for their, their kitchen. They need to buy clothes. They need to buy whatever it might be. Um, and if that behavior has been forced to go online and virtual, then just go across that, that, that life cycle um, of the consumer um, and say, okay, well, if, if people need to uh, interact with these things online, what, what can I provide along that life cycle? Um, and if I was um, kind of literally out there, and, I, and I've spoken to a few people in their early 20s over the last week or so, and they've said, okay, well, what, what can I do? And I've said to them, one, one of the, the big transitions is, uh, is, is people learning about um, marketing their organization, right? Uh, so creating uh, content, um, and then there's a whole multitude of, of things off the back of creating content. So if you work out, let's say I'm, I'm, uh, I've got an organization that sells clothes, and I never went online, right? I never had an online capability, and I just had a brick-and-mortar store. What would I need as an organization? I'm going to need to be able to uh, amplify my brand out on social media. I'm going to need to learn how to do Facebook marketing. I'm going to need to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and so think about what you could learn across the, that area. And all of it's free. So to learn how to do social media, it's free. Um, you can follow the best and, and, and learn from them. The um, Facebook, uh, you know, uh, marketing and all the rest of it is completely free. You can go on and you can create all of these things. Um, and so just choose a niche. I think the key thing here is you don't want to be too broad. You want to choose a niche, so meaning uh, choose an element. So it might be web design, it might be social media, it might be advertising. Um, it could be um, managing uh, the customers through a CRM. It could be any of those components. So if you choose those, learn, learn an element, and then target a specific industry. And so you might want to go, okay, it might be food delivery or, or kind of um, an area that used to be offline that is transitioning quickly online. Um, so then you're not going upstream. Because I think the key thing is you don't want to be going and going, okay, I'm going to choose aviation. And, and no disrespect for the people who, who, who may be um, in the airline industry. But in reality, people are going to travel less. And if they're going to travel less, then you really need to kind of um, think, okay, what industries are growing? Take a, take a specific skill set that is required. Um, you know, 
go after, teach yourself and learn what you need to learn and then start uh, selling that skill out into the community. Hopefully that answers. Okay. <laughs> I think I think you did because he sent me a message and he said that's a brilliant advice. Thank you. Good, good. I'm <laughs> glad it's of value. Yeah. Well, I, also, I, don't, I, think, I don't know what happened to Kevin. I, I think um, I think Kevin didn't get his uh, his, his video or his um. Did Kevin have a no, question? Um, he actually asked one of the questions earlier, okay, so I think it's all good. Yeah. Okay. Super. <laughs> Good. Um, did we have anything else before um, we wrap up for the day? Um, I think there are no more questions. Okay. Yeah, no more questions so far. And they can always uh, follow up or uh, send us a message or connect with us if they have more questions. Yeah. No. Look, Diana. I, I thought. I think this has been good. I think. Um, you know, we will. Um, We'll, we'll look to maybe um, catch up afterwards, but I think we should try and uh, see if we can run these, um, you know, might, might even be on a weekly basis or something, just to connect with the community, um, try and get a few more people in here, because uh, I'm, I'm sure mm -hmm. they'll get value from it. Um, so, yeah, let's discuss later, but um, it's been great interacting with everyone and some great questions, and hopefully um, everyone will take some action. So um, stay safe, everyone. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> Thank you.